Talk is a podcast featuring active service members discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and issues. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, your discretion is This session is brought to you by Aloha Puddin'. The only aloha you need is aloha puddin'. Find them at alohapuddin.com. That's aloha, P-U-D-D-I-N dot com. I Got Next, the app for athletes, helping athletes find pickup games in their area. Find them at igotnextshop.com. That's igotnextshop.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pit Talk, Pulling Pits and Opinions with your host, Gunny G. We're excited to have you join us again this week where we dive deeper into various topics, new insights, thought-provoking perspectives, and practical advice from our guests. Thank you for being part of our community, and we look forward to sharing another engaging session this week. Make sure to hit the follow or subscribe button, and don't forget to leave a like and or comment on this episode. Tune in. Decompression happens in the evening, homie. I don't know about you. Well, I, I think you make a, a good point there. Is it's like you said you said passionate about it, right? And like that—that's my view on it. Is like my view isn't, oh, I'm out running and you're sleeping, so I'm more disciplined than you. It's like no, that's not it at all. Oh, it's like, okay. I'm doing some. I'm doing something that I love doing. Is there a little bit of a you know? I get into work. It's like I've already run 15 miles. And like. <laughs> You feel a little bit proud about it, absolutely. But it's not like I walk up to the guy at the desk next to me. It's like, "Hey, man, I ran this morning. What'd you do?" Type of thing. Um, it's just the running to me is yeah. it's something that I'm passionate about, right? And regardless of what it is, I think I think that's what's important is what wh- what are you passionate about, um, and how do you make it work? Because it's much easier now that I'm on this short tour where I'm working in an office building as an instructor now, but like being on the ship, it's, it is so difficult to try to get to do the things that you want to do. Hmm. Um, and even though I wasn't running when I was in Spain, I mean, I ran a little bit like here or there, nothing like I am now, but like you, you get off watch, uh, at three in the morning. And that was the thing. It was like, you go to the gym, nobody's there. Nobody's calling you for a meeting. Like you just have, it's just dark and silent on the ship and you're just in there in the red lights working out by yourself. Um, and it's like that it's, I think a lot of people in the military can relate to the working out aspect, even if it's not the running. Cause I know every, most people hate running and, and I'll, I'll convert them eventually to be runners, <laughs> but a lot of, a lot of them definitely like lift it. Yeah. Lifting and going to the gym. Like most people in the military can relate with that in some capacity. It's, it's the same thing. It's that, whether it's that that pump or that sh- that decompression is the same for me with the running, where it's that chance to kind of take a deep breath and and, and just chill out. Hmm. Yeah, that's good, man. Because, I mean, again, your decompression happens in the morning before work. Mine happens midday ish, right towards the afternoon, where I you know take thirty to forty five minutes just to slay my body in the Marines, and then uh, yeah. and then I go home, and then I'm and then I'm. For me, it works out that way because, you know, obviously I have I have obligations when I go home. And so if I can decompress before I go home, oh, my mind is right and ready for the family and the kids and, yeah. and, the, and the needs that I have at home. And so for me, it's kind of fine. For you, it's in the morning. For me, it's in the mid-afternoon. 
and it just works for me anyways. But you, you're saying it's a form of meditation for you. It's, 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 that's what it sounds like. It, you, you decompress, you, you know, you get your mind right. And, but don't you need sleep at the same time, man? Like, I don't understand. It's <laughs> fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's definitely an area that I need to improve on. Um, like ever since, ever since Spain, I don't sleep well. Um, like the only time I've ever slept through the night without waking up is if I was out drinking, mm. which is kind of weird because alcohol does not help your sleep in any way. It makes it much worse. Um, but when I got to San Diego, like I didn't, and I still don't like, I, I can't sleep through the night. Um, and I've been trying for two years now, finally this January, um, they're going to have a sleep study done for me, but that I'm certain there's like a lot of other people, there's a, there's a correlation between everything that, you know, having to deal with on the ship and then the transition is just working those, you know, two watches a day, waking up two, three times a night to go work. Um, it just takes a toll on your body. Yeah. So I think I generally, generally I need less sleep than most people. I think that's independent of everything from Spain, but like I'm, if you give me four or five hours of sleep, generally I'm good. Like I, I can do that for forever. Uh, I definitely feel it. I'm super tired, but like I can do that. Um, and I think that's one of the things that definitely helps with whether it's good for me or not. It definitely helps with sustainment of the kind of schedule that I keep in allowing me to, to do those early morning activities day after day. Yeah. Do you, do you <clears throat> quick side note, so you wear a, a shirt that always has the letter R W is it R W G? Is that R W B? Oh, R W B. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I can't see. I need my glasses. But um, I'm a little older than you, but not that much older, right? Only eight Ancient. years. Yeah, right. Um, what What does that stand for? Can you tell us? And then uh, can I can I get one, or, or is it just for runners? <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, you can absolutely get one. Team R W B. Team Red, White, and Blue. Oh, okay. Um, they're yeah. So they're they're one of the they're the leading veteran health and wellness charity um, huh. in the United States. Um, I want to say I might mess this numbers up, and they're going to get mad with me. But I think it's like two hundred thousand members or something. What? Um, and it's basically kind of what we've talked about. Like today is it's like they understand, and a lot of like we said, a lot of people struggle with. You leave the military, you're used to, like, you don't have that camaraderie, just mm. that given camaraderie because you're in there, like, you don't necessarily have the same, you know, fitness routine. As much as some people may hate it, you don't have the same fitness routines of PT together. Um, and their whole thing is it's like, hey, no matter where you go, we've got a group of like-minded individuals, whether it's veterans, active duty, or just people joining to support the organization, that's like, one of their super cool things is they do these monthly challenges where, hey, this is, uh, for example, the they, did like a, they do like a Mogadishu Mile. They do a bunch of 9-11 Remembrance, whatever the theme is for that month. Um, here's the monthly workout challenge. They do all sorts of things with you know, putting out plans to help you prepare for that challenge, putting on events to unite all the individuals from mm. uh, the different areas, the different chapters. Um is a really great like mindset of it is giving you that that sense of community that a lot of people lose 
when they leave the military, which makes it kind of tough. And also promoting that healthy physical fitness aspect of it. Um, so, like, if you want a shirt, you get a free shirt for just putting your name on the list. Oh, shit. You don't even have to do anything. Oh, okay. So, okay, thank I mean, God. You can go check them out. That's how, that's how I got my first free shirt. And then I've been, I've been doing a bunch of, bunch of work with them since. But, um, yeah, they're, they're one of the organizations that we're looking at to fundraise the majority of the money for uh, the cross-country run coming up here in the spring. The RW, I like that. The red, white, and blue. Shoot, I'm pretty motivated now. And I was I was like, man, this is probably a runner's brand. I probably can't even get it without running 300 miles total. But thank God, frick, because I want one of those shirts. This is pretty motivated. I always see, I'm like, is that Paul's brand? I don't even know if, I don't never see anything. That- no, it's, you know, charity organization. They're, they're doing a lot of good work. Absolutely, man. Because, again, I mean, if the previous previous guests that I've had, they've, some of them retired, some got out, transitioned out early. And it, the same thing. They lose camaraderie. They lose purpose at the same time. It's mm-hmm. a twofold thing. And then they just get depressed. And then, then, then you have yes. then you have suicide, right? And then you have this mental awareness kind of thing. And in all reality is just pick up the phone, man, and call somebody. Not not the person that's being depressed, but if if we say we're a family like we say we are, Call somebody, man. When's the last time you called, you know, Lance Cooper so-and-so, you know, even though it's been 10 years, right? When's the last time you called them? Or when's the last time you called mom and dad for for crying out loud, right? But just call somebody. If, if that is the case, I think that uh, we're better off because of it. Service members, helping service members is the biggest thing. It's, and that's what I'm I'm here for. And, and I, I appreciate it. Now I'm going to have to look up the RWB program because I'm all for it, man. I, I don't want to be that guy that I talk about every single week in terms of losing purpose, right? Even though I have purpose, I just, it's, it's right in front of me. I might just lose sight of it because I lost my Marine left to, to my right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it sounds like running doesn't really affect uh, being a naval officer in a negative way. It seems, it sounds like you only, it only benefits you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, let's be real. The Navy, the Navy and physical fitness is not that big of a requirement. Right. We're on big, we're, we're on big steel ships. And as long as I can get from point A to point B across the ship and get to the galley to eat my food, like there's not huge physical fitness requirements. <laughs> All right. Funny. Um, and, uh. and it, being honest, like it shows for a lot of people. Okay. Um, but like there is, there's, whether it's advertised or not, there's minimum levels of fitness you've got to maintain. Like we're on a floating box in the water. If there's a fire on board, like you have to put that fire out. Mm. And so you having like an SCBA, you know, breathing bottle supposed to last 45 minutes, but you're out of shape and you're sucking down air and the bottle only lasts for 20 minutes. Like that becomes an issue now for, Mm. for your hose team, for, for everything. Yeah. Um, being a, being able to wear a bottle and still fit through you know a 24 inch hole steel hole in the ground to get up and down between decks going up and down stairs all day not I've fallen down ladder wells but falling being able to like keep your footing and there's so much balance and everything it's whether you realize it or not there's a lot of physical fitness with it even though it's not I'm not you know I'm not like you guys rucking 15 miles with a huge pack on or Blech. or sprinting with my ammo cans type right. thing. <laughs> right. But but there is an a, but there is an aspect to it. Um and so yeah, I've never I've never had anybody in the navy um 
you know, junior or senior be like, yeah, you're too physically fit, right? <laughs> that's, that's not something that you're going to hear. Yeah. And if anything else, it, it, I think a healthy body leads to a healthy mind. You can, you can make more sound decisions. Yeah. That's um, good. And also just, there's just so much that goes into it. Hmm. That's good, man. Healthy, healthy body, healthy mind. That's, that's great advice, man. I, it, it sounds like, you know, you had, you had a bit, a bit of trouble in, uh, in Spain, man. And maybe you didn't have the healthy mind, healthy body back then. And what did you face exactly? I mean, not to get into specifically again, again, your brand is transparency and, uh, authenticity, right. Is the, is the right word. Uh, just elaborate on what's going on in terms of your experience in Spain and how, what, you know, are the catalysts for running? Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest part of of Spain is was the op tempo, hmm. which a lot of people, I think a lot of people in the military can relate with. Um, and it was just one of those things where for that forward deployed schedule, you know, we have four ships covering all of the Mediterranean and basically six fleet um, area of operations. They're two out at a time and the two are in port getting worked on. And it's you know, anomaly, it's a four months out on patrol, four months in port getting worked on type of cycle. But then with, if something's going on in the world, like we have, you have to go respond to it. And so those schedules kind of shifted and it became more of like a six months out, two months in, Oof. six months out, two months in, which, which is tough. Um, you start coupling that with, you know, what are you doing on the ship? I, I was working in engineering and, you know, traditionally engineers have a little bit, more work to do in port because that's when we're getting the repairs done. Yeah. Um, and it's like, you're showing up to work in the dark at six in the morning. You're leaving when it's dark outside at seven, 8 PM at night. And then you're doing that day after day, mm-hmm. standing duty days. Um, it's just all the inspections, certifications, all those events, it, it starts to add up and it's a lot. And then, I mean, also struggled with a lot of command issues in terms of that command climate, um, on the ship. And so it just all culminates together. The stress of, even if you get rid of all that, the stress of the job of what we're doing, dealing with, dealing with the Russians, dealing with you know, other countries and, and what our mission set is and what we're doing out there. It, yeah. it, it ends up being a lot and people don't realize how much that stress kind of wears on you. Yeah. Um, and even if you're good and adept at, at handling it, it builds up over time, no matter who you are. And when it finally decompresses out, it's a lot to, it can be a lot to handle and a lot to deal with. And so those were a lot of, I think a lot of the issues that, that I felt and like a lot of my peers. And I think about like my senior chief, my, my E8, um, who we're working with, um, that we all deal with is it all that builds up. Yeah. And so that's. I think that's one of the issues, but the running and the physical fitness, that was people's chance to decompress. We get a bunch of JOs down in the gym, hitting our treadmill for, you know, 15 minutes speed walking. Cause it's kind of can be difficult to run on the ship sometimes, but getting our speed walk and sweat in together. It's like, all right, cool. We're good. We're decompressed. Let's go deal with the next task that we got to do today. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That, that op temple seems rough. I hear about it all the time. Dudes on the sub, they are crazy. Oh, That's yeah. all I hear is crazy you're not gonna, you're stories. Not catch me down there. <laughs> it's uh, it's wild, but 
It's good, man. It's good that you're being, you know, transparent as, as, as you say you want to be in. And it's stressful. It really is. You know, other, other people's jobs in the, in the military are, are different than others and, and different, different op tempos. And it sounds like you're just, it was a heavy load. And, and your, it sounds like, as you said previous, you know, alcohol was a big factor in it. In, in decompression, even though that's not a decompression tool, it just makes things worse, right? It's kind of a temporary, yeah. temporary bandaid over it, right? But uh, uh, running—is it at while you were in Spain, or is it when you came back that running was like, oh shoot, this is this is this is my way? I mean, we running was just another form of working out in Spain. So, like, I would I would work out a lot, but I didn't. Really, I did maybe ran like once or twice a week. Nothing. nothing Nothing like I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, and then when I got to San Diego, again, I didn't do anything for like a year when I was there. Mm. I was still working out, but not 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 doing running. I didn't get into running until like my last six months in San Diego. Mm. Um, and then that's when cause my one of my buddies, he's a Marine officer. Um, he's like, hey, let's run the Marine Corps Marathon. Um, and that was kind of what kind of took off on things with the running. Nice. Hey, run with the Marines. They're right. You know what I'm saying? I, I got to do uh, – I'm doing the SAR Majors hometown running marathon, whatever it is in January. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not super excited because I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm excited because uh, we got a team. Uh, me and the Marines decided, like, hey, let's do it. Uh, it's me and four, yeah. four junior Marines. And uh, I'm pretty excited because, you know, they keep me accountable. They hold me accountable to the physical standard, and I appreciate that as a, as an old, old head. Um, San Diego – you know, Spain sounds like you had fun, man. Service member, can you give some? Let's let's go to the running part, man. Dynamics. Do you like swing your arms? Do you do T Rex style running? Are you like a whaler? Oh yeah. Right? Are you a wobbler? What is it that you do that that's so special? Or you know, give me some advice, man, because I run three miles and I would like to run more, but you know, it's it's fine. Finding the motivation is is rough. Yeah, to me, it, it all depends on on what you're trying. Like you you look at a sprinter on the track, like their arms are flying. Mm. But then you look at what we kind of do in the ultra world and everything's like super compact and we're not really moving a lot. Right. So it, it depends on what you're trying to do. But when people are trying to get into running, I just tell them they're like, I can't They're like, I can't even run a mile without getting tired. I'm like, great. Then run as far as you can run five minutes. Right. And you don't have to be fast. Everyone thinks you have to be fast. You do not have to be fast for these things. Um, jog for five minutes. Walk for five minutes. And then you just repeat that. And then eventually you're going to be able to jog for ten minutes. Walk for five. Jog, like doing kind of that on-off cycle. Huh, I like that. Um, that's, that's one of the easiest ways to build up the physical fitness and like that aerobic capacity to do the running. But, I mean, for me on the ultra side of things is it's all about efficiency because if I'm running if I'm running for 24 hours, it doesn't matter how fast I am if I have to stop. And so it's all about just, like I think of myself like a freight train. Like I just got to keep moving nice and slow, consistent energy burn, and, and that's how you succeed at these things. Yeah. Um, if I ha- if I if I'm stopping to to rest or to sleep, like that is time I'm not spending running when it comes to, like the race, right? And so the whole style 
for like the ultra running is how how efficient can you be and how little energy can you burn like i don't have you look at like the beautiful form like you think like the marathon runners you see like their their feet kicking up behind them in these huge circles mm, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. my my feet barely leave the ground when i run it's like toe comes up and it just grazes across the surface like i'm trying to burn as little energy as possible huh. and so it's like i'm i'm not breathing heavily people are always like you're not even working hard when you're running you're like you're right i'm not i'm not working hard because I'm I'm like I'm sweating and I'm working, but it's all about that energy conservation, and that's what allows me to do the longer distances. That's great, interesting. Ah, the run, the runners on the the legs. I have noticed that before because I've always, you yeah. know, I I dabble in here in running dynamics and see if I can get any better. But you know, at the end of the day, I just run three miles and then I'm good with it, right? Uh, but that's good. It's good running efficiency. Have you ever thought of, uh, shoot, doing like trying out for the Olympics? <laughs> I had when I finished the Marine Corps Marathon was it over the last year not this past year but the year before I was like I did, I was pretty happy I did well I think I did like in the, like two hour 56 minute like I trained for it. I was like I'm so fast like I'm the fastest man alive type of thing I was like what's next oh I'm gonna go to the Olympics it's like no I'm not going to the Olympics <laughs> but like that would that would be like 10 years of dedicating to like marathon running, um, which totally doable. Like anybody could definitely do that because the marathon, like these endurance sports, it's like right around your like mid to late twenties and like early thirties is where you start. Like those are that's the age of all these elite athletes. Is yeah. in like those late twenties to thirties, just with body development and how we respond to the running. Um, but yeah, I, I thought about it for about a month. And then I realized I hate marathons. I'll, I'll, I'll run a hundred mile race any day of the week, but I, every time I run a marathon, I, I hurt myself. I, it's just a sprint the whole time and I hate it. So oh, that's, it was, it was a pipe dream for about one month and I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> Dude, that would have been dope. So there's nothing else that you, you can do in terms of track and field with it. I swear ultra running is a thing. I don't know. It's not an Olympic thing. Yeah. It's, it's becoming past two years it's become much bigger especially i think post covid um as a lot a lot of people have taken to running since then um the thing with the olympics is you can't sell it it's not exciting to watch right stop if it I'm, i mean it's exciting to watch but how much it, the amount of time that it takes to do these events yeah that's true is from like an economical standpoint for them and it's just it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, we'll start you off um, at the beginning like they, and then and then we'll, yeah. at, towards the end of the Olympics we'll watch you guys. <laughs> exactly. Funny. Like like if my mom came to uh I had a race out in France this past year and my mom came to watch and it's like except for like the live tracking on the phone, it's like through the mountain. She's like she saw me three times in, in forty hours for like five minutes each. Wow. So it's it's not necessarily the largest spectator friendly sport. Yeah. Um, it can be like if you're posted up watching all the runners go by, but if you're trying to like watch an individual person, it's not a spectator friendly sport. Yeah, that's crazy. You're all over the place, man. I was watch I watch you as a as you like go to these different spots. Do you get invited based off you know what how you do on a certain marathon, or you just you just sign up for it and you fly out, you know, pay for a ticket and go. 
uh, for the most part, just sign up and go. Um, the France race was, I mean, I still had to, I had to pay to go, but it was an invite because um, that is like UTMB Ultra Trail de Mont Blanc is like the Super Bowl of ultra running and trail mm. running. Um, it's held in France every year. You start in France, you run 106 miles through the Alps, like into Italy, Switzerland, back into France, all in one race. Um, and that is it's very difficult to get into. So I had to qualify for that one based off of uh, one of my other races I did earlier in the year. Mm. So like that was an invite to go to that one. Um, but otherwise, it's just find a race on the internet, sign up, and go do it. <laughs> oh, that's right, because you're you know you're sponsoring Paul. Not hey, I I see I see sponsorship down the road. Don't worry about it. I see it. So those races are going to come, have, dude. We got some uh, we got some stuff in the works for the run across the country. So we'll we'll Hell see what yeah. comes of that. That's what's up, man. I'm excited for you, Paul. I appreciate it, man. Um. What's some of the what's where can service members reach you at? I know that you're talking about RWB and and some of the mental health stuff and 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 things that things that help you cope and and better be a better person, better service member, better just better overall individual. Um, how can uh, service members reach you at to get uh, you know just decompress if, if you will with Paul? Yeah, I mean, Instagram's where I do most of my stuff. Um, so I'm on Instagram as Powie Johnson. It's just Paul Johnson, but the L's and I. Um, I'm starting to get YouTube going. It's it's kind of on its first legs, but yeah, Instagram's the main way to reach me. Sweet. <clears throat> Again, this is your show, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh. Uh, one last uh, one last two raw. You know, uh, what can uh, the floor is yours? However long you want to take, uh, you know, finish finish with uh, finish at the top. What can you? What kind of advice you want to give, or anything last minute save rounds? You know, for service members that are listening today. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is understanding at some point your time in the military is going to end, hmm. um, and some people it's sooner than others, um, and it's not so much like a, a promotion of hey, get out of the military and go do something is it's find something you're passionate about and start pursuing it now because it's only going to benefit you now in your time in the service. And it gives you something to sort of hold on to as you start to separate um, or you start dealing with some tough times. And everyone's going to deal with it at some point. Um, so find, finding that thing that you're starting to get passionate about and start exploring some of that while you're in the military or even if you're out, I think that's the most important part. I mean, that's how that's how the social media took off for me is I wasn't pursuing anything. I wasn't pursuing social media. I was just pursuing running and expressing myself through that. Um, and as long as you're doing something that you enjoy, everything else is going to kind of kind of fall into place there. Um and so that that would be the biggest thing is do something that start finding something you enjoy. Hmm. Even at, like I've had jobs I don't enjoy in the military and I, I dread going to work every day. But then there's other ways to deal with that. Become develop those relationships with with your peers, your subordinates, your seniors. Those are some of the my best friendships I have are previous COs 
my friends that I was in Spain with. Um, those are the individuals who, you know, I've spent, I spent one year of my life with them, but I'm better friends with them than anyone else I've known for 27 years. Mm, that's crazy. So really leaning on those, those friendships, um, and those connections to sort of whatever you're dealing with or whatever you're going to pursue in life, you've been provided a lot through the military. Um, and just leverage it. Find something you enjoy doing. Leverage those connections, and just just stay in touch with each other. Hey, work hard, play hard, ladies and gentlemen. We got Paul Johnson on here, the Paul Johnson Experience. Uh, crazy, crazy ultra runner. If you don't follow him, follow him on Instagram and wherever else he's trying to endeavor in terms of social media. Dude, I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule, man. You're you're an inspiration to me, um, and you know. I want to be a better runner and looking at you, what you do, you know, your consistency, right? This taught me over here, discipline above all else, right? Uh, And that taught me while I was there. But when I got out of that, you know, environment, it's just kind of like hard to sustain, excuse me. And you just, you bring inspiration to myself, right? Who wants to do more than just three miles, right? So I appreciate that, man. Keep up with the hard work um, and, if only, if only you inspire one, you have inspired me today in the last hour. So I appreciate it very much, Paul. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this this is Pit Talk, pulling pits and opinions with your host Gunny G, and we out. You are now in your prep time. Your prep time has ended. With the magazine of fifteen rounds, make it condition one weapon. Is the line ready? The line is ready. Shooters firing five rounds in a time limit of 60 seconds. Stand by. Contact. Featuring active service members to discuss their thoughts and opinions on various issues surrounding military life, current events, and history. The statements heard here are the opinions of its members and guests. These do not necessarily reflect the views of the Department of Defense and are not endorsed or sponsored in any way. Listener, viewer discretion advice.